Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. This week's episode features Brian Luff. We, uh, we've heard throughout the week that, uh, I think Brother Rick said it a few days ago, we live in a precarious time. Yeah? Kelvin said last night, we are no doubt living in the end times. Yeah? Rick, again, as he opened the service, it was the the message that that we heard is that it's it's getting it's getting real, right? It is, but that we have nothing to fear. This is not a this is not a fear message at all. But hang with me here. C.S. Lewis is quoted as saying, "Enemy occupied territory." That is what this world is. Yeah. But God does not leave us empty-handed to fend for ourselves. Not at all. And we heard a lot about that um, as we opened up the service. And um, we're going to hear a lot more about that um, as uh, we continue together this morning. Um. For a number of years, I've worked in hospital operations, and um, due to the volume of uh, regulations that we work with under, or work under and within, um, we operate under a standard set of, of policies and procedures. Um, just as pilots and other, other high-risk um, occupations do, um, what we we know from from research and from practice is that in high anxiety, high risk situations, we tend to kind of we tend to sort of blank out. Sometimes we tend to lose our lose our focus. We tend to forget what we know and what we we we've been taught or what we've spent years learning. You get in the situation. And all of a sudden, it's hard to recall. So um, in order to help combat that, we have a standard list of, of procedures to help us follow that we can run to. And we can pull that out when we're in the middle of a, of a situation. We can start going down our checklist and making sure um, that we're, we're doing everything that we, we know we should do. But we need, we need those reminders. So... In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, we have Paul sort of gives us a policy and a procedure to, to go by when we get into uh, a certain high-risk situation. And we've heard a lot about what that high-risk situation is, and we're going to talk a little more about that. A little bit more about that this morning. So go ahead and turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, starting in the 10th verse. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. This, this message just 
continues to resonate, right? Through the camp, into this morning, and even into now. He keeps telling us, be strong in the Lord. In me. Be strong in me, he says, right? He doesn't expect us to, by now y'all should, you know, should be so tough and know it all. That's not what he says. It's like, no, be strong in me and in my mighty power. And he could stop there, right? I mean, could that that sums it up? It does. But in from my in my experience, like I said, with policy and procedure, that's kind of the policy. That's kind of the overarching message. That's we're going to be strong in his power. But I'm not going to leave you with just a policy of how we approach things. I'm going to give you the procedure of how to do that because there's a way to do that because we need that. Break it down. Like, what do I do? So he continues on with the procedure. And he says, put on the full armor of God. It kind of takes me back to to Kelvin's God's sovereignty and man's responsibility. And he goes way deeper into all that thing. But he said, this is. God's sovereignty is I've provided this armor. Now, he says, put it on. Put on the armor. I'm not putting it on you. I need you to put it on. So, I'm going to, if you'll indulge me here, I'm going to give you a little account. Um, When I was... Uh, many years ago in high school, I had the opportunity to um, play high school football and um, played up through middle school and, and into high school and um, was very excited as a as a sophomore I had the opportunity to play up on the on the varsity uh, football team i wasn 't very big um, and Probably wasn't very fast either, but you know it. Uh, somehow found myself there anyway. They had they had a space and needed it filled, so so I was I was excited for for a moment to be able to to step into that that spot. And one of the most exciting parts of uh, of each the the early season is when you'd show up is when you got your equipment. And moving up to the varsity, you had, it was a little bit more of a, of a production. You know, you got, they had it all kind of set out in different, based on your position. Um, you know, you, they had it all in cages and you got first, you know, you'd go and you'd get a helmet and you'd get to try on all the helmets, you know, make sure you got the one that fit just right for you. And it had the face mask that was for your position, you know, so I was a receiver and defensive back. So, you know, you had to have a face mask that you could see real well out of, you know, not the one that was real, real big for, you know, maximum protection, but it was more for visibility. And then, you know, then you get your shoulder pads and you didn't get the big bulky ones. You got the ones that had more room for your arms so you could kind of get up high and catch passes and, you know, had a lot of mobility. Um, they added extra padding down low for you, you know, to make sure 
when your arms were up in the air and you were inevitably going to get hit, you know, you were somewhat protected. Um, and then you had um, your, uh, you'd get your pants, you know, and in the pants, there were pads, you know, that go inside the pants. And the, the thigh pads weren't just like foam, but they had, they were like metal reinforced, you know, it was like metal with padding around that. And there were some for the knees. And then you got a belt that had, Pads on the on the sides, and there was a pad in the back that protects your tailbone, right? You got a mouthpiece, you got these cool gloves so you could catch real well. They're kind of sticky, you know. Um, and mouthpiece, I think I said that one. So you know, you're you're kind of like this is really quite cool, you know, because it was all about how you looked. You know, what you imagine is how you run out onto the field and past the cheerleaders and the, the, the fans, you know, and you're like, I'm, I'm looking good, you know. And and um, and then there's that, at the point you really get onto the field. And I can see it like it was yesterday, even though it was 30 years ago. But... Um, and then you get across from that that person that looks like they're going to eat your lunch, you know, <laughs> like they don't know me. They don't care a thing about me. And you realize why you have all this stuff on. <laughs> yeah. Like while there is a pad down the center of your backside, you know, and I use mine a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that you've got just the right helmet and the right shoulder pads for what you're, you're going into. Because something's coming. Yeah. And it's, it's coming after you. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's not so cool and you wish there were more, more pads. You're like, I got a couple spaces that don't have anything, that don't have anything on it, you know? So, um, but he goes on to say, when Paul is, is, is talking to us here, he says, put on the full armor of God. So what's Paul saying? Some, something's coming. Yeah, that's right. Something's coming. But he says right after that, he doesn't leave us in, 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 in limbo long says, put it on so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Amen. Right? Amen. He's like, There's no question here. There's no, so maybe you've got a chance. Or I hope you make it. No, there's nothing like that. He's like, you can't, so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So, moving on to verse 12, he says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And that sounds pretty, it can, that sounds pretty scary, really. I don't even know how to envision what all that is that's going on. And there may be 
black chariots versus white chariots and this and you know all the fighting in the in the that spiritual realm i don't know but i have to kind of boil it down to what this what it it it, what that means in my life every day and to me that's those voices in our head that start just digging in that say you should know this by now. You're not worth much if you don't know. Or you don't need to pray about that. You got it. Or whatever it is. Right? Those are the spiritual forces that work against our our fear, that work into our fear that cause doubt, that cause discouragement. Um, that And the worst, I think, is, the, is when we lose hope. Yep. And after all that we've heard this morning and throughout the week, how could we lose hope, right? And it's, hard, it's like, man, you get in this and you're like, I can't believe I ever lost any hope, you know? It's like, shame on me, you know? But it happens. It happens to me anyway. You know, I can get, I can get kind of down. You know, I can get in my own head. And, um, I can, I can lose that hope. But he says, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I have a procedure for this. And I'm going, we're going to, we're going to kind of walk through that. So, oh, and just, you know, as we, you know, I was, it came last night as I was sort of, uh, preparing and listening to to what Kelvin was talking about, he said it as well. It's like just like the children of Israel, they lost their focus. You know, he said it up here last night. We do too. You know, we're kind of the same way sometimes, and that's why back to what Rick said is that we're we're being prepared to not lose our focus, to maintain our focus. Right? That's what we're 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 in training for. So he comes back and he, after he says all that, he said, something's coming. And here's a little taste of what that might be. He comes back, verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So that's, that's the second time, right? <laughs> so we better put it on, right? So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. So again, he says, well, you're going to be able to do it. And after you have done everything to stand. So the land has already been conquered. Like it's already this has already happened. That's done. Now he's just saying. Stand your ground. I've already I've already won the battle. Battles won. Now just just hold it. Stand your ground. And here's how, here's how you do that. So he says, stand firm. So when I was thinking about this, stand firm. First he was saying, you know, stand your ground, stand your ground. But then he says, stand firm. I was thinking, I'm not a, I've never played hockey in my life. Um, but I do like to watch it. Uh, from time to time. And if you, if you 
watch during kind of a, the warm up. Sometimes the as the the cameras are kind of spanning around, you'll they'll sort of show the team sort of in their prep prep time that kind of thing going. And it's I'm always captivated by the goalie the the goalkeeper as they as they're kind of getting ready. And I don't know if you've ever seen this or not. But number one, they are suited up pretty significantly, right? Um, they've got the they've got the helmet that sort of seems like this tall, covers their face and their neck, and they've got these big pads on, and then a glove that's really big. You know, it looks like like a big catcher's mitt in one hand, and then a stick in the other, and then there's these pads that that are, I mean they're they're attached to their leg, but they come all the way up seemingly to their waist. And then they've got a big belt on and their skates and all that kind of stuff. And they get in front of the goal and they do all this moving around. They're warming up and, you know, covering this this tiny goal. And you're like, that's pretty impressive. They look very confident, you know, and just, you know, moving around, getting warm. But when you think about if what if you took all that equipment off and you said, yeah, you're going to be the goalkeeper today. Go ahead and grab your skates and, and head on out. There may, there's going to be hockey pucks flying at you at upwards of a hundred miles an hour. But you don't need all that, you don't need all that padding and that helmet and that glove. I'm sure their stance would look a little different in the goal, right? I mean, it might look more like this, you know, or, or whatever. Versus, versus that stance of standing firm, right? So when we put on the full armor, we can stand firm because of that, because of that armor. And so as we start going through this thing, we think about our, our struggles and these things that kind of chew away at our, our hope and our confidence. Almost think of your stance, you know, like you've got all this. We're going to learn about that armor, but it's not we don't want to be all cowering and sort of like like we're in the hockey net with no armor on, no padding on. But we want like a a stance, you know, of confidence that we have not in ourselves, but in this this armor that's been provided for us, this resource that's been given to us. Um, so I, I loved what uh, Brother Prasad did earlier. He, he handed out some scripture to the young people. So I'm going to I've, I've sort of followed suit here. Um, so I'm going to ask them to, to sort of help me out here. Um, but in the first in the in, well, not the first verse, the, the 14th verse, stand firm then. First, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So, back in back years ago, whenever I was in uh, was treating patients in in therapy, um, we did a lot of balance work um, with with our patients. And one of the things that's important to know 
in maintaining your balance is that the the our center of gravity in 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 humans is actually around our our waist level like close to where our belly button is like and then straight through into the middle of uh of our body that's where that's where your center of gravity is that's where the balance begins is a strong is a strong core and so you have to wonder if that's why we start with the belt of truth The belt of truth buckled around your waist. Who has Matthew seven twenty four? Stand and, and read that for us, Bo. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. <clears throat> the rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Okay. So our lives are built on the rock. We have a strong foundation. Our balance is strong. As a, as a, um, as a soldier, we've taught, we were singing about that this morning, the soldiers of the cross, right? If you can get a warrior down on his back, his defenses don't mean near as much at that point. So it's, it's important to stand firm and for your center of gravity to be stable. And our center of gravity stands on Christ, the solid rock, right? And he says his house will stand firm. And we don't, we're not built on, on sand, but on the solid rock. Next he says, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Who has 2 Corinthians 5.21? For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Thank you. So we were made, he made us the righteousness of God, right? That's the, that's, I mean, that's what I envision. It's like that God's righteousness just enveloped Right over our, our torso, over our heart, over our chest, all those critical organs. That it's not, it's not us. It's God's righteousness that covers, covers up all those vital, those vital things. So we're protected. Romans 3.21. Who has that one? All right. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteous of God, which by the faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon them that believe, for there is no difference. What a wonderful promise, right? He freely gave that to us through his son. It's a wonderful protection. So as we get in these, as we get into these, these little quandaries, these little, this turmoil, start, uh, at least, this is at least how my mind works. Like, you can go through these these steps and look and say, I'm protected from this. 
it's a shame I feel this way, but I can go through these things and I can begin to build my strength and build my confidence in the armor of God, the full armor of God. And it begins to sort of that 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 stress and the anxiety or the loss of hope or whatever that is begins to sort of to fade away, to fall off um, of us. The uh, let's see, let me get back here. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And so I had to kind of I had to kind of stop there for a second, make sure I, I, I kind of broke that down. But oftentimes the uh, <clears throat> soldiers would even wear cleated either uh, boots or um, shoes of some sort to help them help them sort of stand their ground. But the God, when you think about the gospel of peace, the gospel is what? It's the good news, right? And when we, when we focus on the good news, it brings, it brings peace to us, right? It brings peace to our hearts. It's a little bit like as we, as we prepare to come into a meeting, um, we often, we often say, you know, or encourage one another to sort of let's lay the things of, of the world to the side and let's focus, you know, let's focus on, on our Lord and our Savior. And as you, as you do that, we're focusing on, we're focusing on the good news and that, and there's a peace that kind of, that, that sort of begins to come over, you know, despite all these things that are going on, there's a peace that sets in. Uh, because of that, because of that, Pete, of that, that good news. And lastly, the thing to, is, you know, just as a, as a bit of a picture here is that when it talks about the readiness, um, let's see, just to hit it again, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Again, we talk about standing firm. And that is sort of the, your feet are the last line of defense for your balance as well. So at the point that your center of gravity gets gets pushed back, pushed back or to the side, the last thing you can do before you fall is to step. You have to take a step and sort of re recapture that that stable footing again. So your feet have to be ready. You have to be ready to move. You're going to get pushed. You're going to get pushed. And sometimes you got to you got to take a step and then and then dig in again. Right. But you will. We will not fall. Um, let's see. So we're suiting up. And then he says this, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. So I really like this one. The, um, in ancient times, the the shield was considered the strongest defense of all of of all the armor, and it could, you know, the rest of the armor had the potential of being pierced by arrows, but the shield was the that first line of defense for the rest of the armor, which is our faith, right? It's very important. And just because the, our enemy is so cunning, they 
ratcheted up a notch and lit the arrows on fire. Because if an arrow isn't enough, let's, let's light them on fire and send them in, right? And in order to uh, extinguish the arrows, and in preparation for that, they would wrap the, oftentimes the shields were made of wood, and they would wrap the, the shields in leather and soak them in water to extinguish the, the flaming arrows as they, as they landed and would stick into the shield and they would, it would extinguish the head of the arrow and that flame that was on the arrow. And it was also, um, there was also a component of, they could be used singularly, you know, one, one soldier at a time, but there was also, it could be used collectively in formation. And you could sort of band together with everyone's shields, sort of working in, in unison and create safety for a large group. And as you think about that, our, the faith of us individually is so, is very critical. But I just thought it was a, a beautiful picture of, you know, we, as we talk about the body and the, the preparation of, of the body as a whole is that our faith isn't just, you know, singular, but it's collective as a church. And there's protection under that, that corporate faith of, of one another, of us in, in, in unison of the, of the one spirit. And so I thought it was a, it was a wonderful picture. Um, the, um, and then in the, in the 17th verse, it says, take the helmet of salvation. So the helmet of salvation, you think about our salvation, our salvation is eternal. There is, it, 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 at, the, at the moment we have, uh, we've been saved, there is nothing that, that, that changes that. It's eternal, set in stone. And we can stand on that. And that's what, that protects, that protects the head. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Who's got that one? Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Thank you, Amelia. We heard this in prophecy last night, but the, this battle is in our, so much of this battle is up here. It's in our mind and we have to renew, we have to, have to renew our mind and protect our mind. And that, that helmet of salvation does that for us as we lean on, lean on our salvation. And then he goes to. So we've taken the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which, as we know, is what? The word of God. Right. Who has? Well, no, let me say this. I've got Matthew. This one has come up so, so much this week. Uh, but in Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses one through ten, again, it's the account of, of Jesus in the wilderness. And as he is 
tempted by Satan the three times. And I think this is something to really, as, as I think about myself in that, in that situation, the first thing I think of is there is no way I would ever be able to do that. Like what he did, like he had the script, the right scripture, the perfect one, the right time, just boom. I mean, he puts on, I mean, he really puts on a clinic. I mean, it's really a clinic in the power of the word of, of, of God and how we can, how it can be used in action. There's no debate. Like, let's, let's spar on this a little bit, you know, and we'll have this little, you know, back and forth thing. There's no discussion. It's just a absolute. It's decisive. And I think for myself, well, if I were if I were better at this, I would have those kind of things ready um, to go at any moment. Um, it takes me longer. I have to kind of think over it. But but God, you know, I guess sort of revealed to me, he's like, that's OK. Don't get discouraged by that. It's OK. Like, I don't know that. Very often I've been in a situation where I had to have the perfect scripture at the perfect time. And I think there are times that, that that comes up. But a lot of this is, that thought kind of lands, you know, like a little something. And it sticks in. And you start thinking about it. And it starts kind of gnawing on you. You've got time. Go looking. Go studying. Go, you've got time. Figure it out. What is that verse that 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 the spirit sort of lands in your heart that says that's that's it. That's the one that God has for me. Then write it down. I was in a in a situation over the last year or so was in uh working a lot on the road and out of town and um and I had some I had some mental battles you know that i was kind of working through um and it was uh it was there were some challenging times and it, it was it was good for me to be in that i think god was teaching me something through that how to really press in and to to feed from his word and and i had a i had a whiteboard in the room where i where i slept i had to write this verse like on the board and so that every morning, I, when I woke up, I would see it, just like the keychain, you know, that 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 Kelvin talked about. But like this is God was preparing me; He was training He was training me um, that my word is sharper than any two edged sword, and you need to remember it. And it, when this thought comes back, you go back to that verse. Go back. And if you get down, go back. Keep going back. Go back. Go back. Go back. Until it doesn't until it doesn't affect you anymore. And it's that it's not because I got stronger, it's because that that word of God, um, we can stand on that. Um and it 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 prepares us for uh to get through those situations. Um Lastly, he says, uh, where are we? And pray 
in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. And I love, I, I really like this. Um, he's kind of like, just, <laughs> just pray, you know, like all kinds of, all kinds of prayers, you know, all kinds. I don't know all the different kinds, um, but just, just pray. And when you're really, I mean, I, and I, I like I told you over the last couple of years, there've been some times I was just like out loud in the car, just God, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, help me. Help. Out loud. You know, it's just me. Um, I was, the other day I was in the, in the room over here and by myself and I had dropped something on the floor. Just, uh, I can't remember what it was. So I got down on my knees, kind of, it was under the table. I had to crawl under there and pick it up and I sort of paused for a second and I, maybe God was talking to me. I don't know. I was like, I'm on my knees. And I was like, the window was right there. And I just sort of, I was like, you know, Daniel would do that, you know, sort of pray at the window. So I just kind of scooted over, you know, and tried it out. I don't normally do that. You know, that's not something I, I usually have my prayer time. And, or if I have something, you know, we need to pray, we pray. But I was like, I'm, I'm going to pray like all kinds of prayers, you know, just, had some things on my heart. I'm going to do it right here, you know, just a couple minutes and move on. But that's that. Just pray. You know, talk to God. He cares. He wants to know. He wants to be talked to. Uh, who has First Thessalonians five? First Thessalonians uh, 5, I believe it's 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen. Pray without ceasing. <laughs> Just pray. And lastly, he says, with all this in mind... Be alert. Why? Something's coming. Yeah. They used to say in uh, back back in football, keep your head on a swivel. You know, you know what that means. Kind of be be ready because there's a blind spot over here. I've been hitting that one before. Oh, it's terrible to go back on film and watch that. Because then Monday after the game, you have to watch. And it's just like, uh, it's so embarrassing when you get hit from back here because you weren't paying attention. And that's when <laughs> your head hits the ground first and then the rest of your body. You know, it's just ugly. But we got to be aware. You got to be alert because something's coming. But he he has suited us up. Given us everything we need in order to resist um, resist the devil um, and all these things that are that, that want to give us some trouble. James four seven says, "Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and what? He'll flee. He will flee from you. It's a promise. Come near to God." 
He'll come near to you. All right. And in in Isaiah, I go to this one a lot. Forty three. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. It's not if you pass through the waters. When? They will not, when, when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. And the flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Amen? Amen. <laughs> so, I've, I want to leave you with, with this as a, as a set of, as a procedure for um, the battle that we've heard is, is, is here, that's coming, but to fear not, to not be afraid, because we've heard the battle belongs to the Lord. And He just, He asks us to stand. He tells us to stand. To stand firm in His mighty power. And He, again, doesn't leave it there, but He gives us, He gives us the armor. He gives us the resource. And I like to look at the armor as it's not Six or seven different things. It's like the, as we've been taught about the, the fruit of the Spirit. It's one fruit with, with different components. The armor is the same thing. It's, it's all together. It's all one resource. And it all has its own different protections. But it's, you gotta, you gotta have it all. You gotta take it all. And, and I like to think of it, like to think of it that way. And, you know, I had, I had written here just as a, this was actually this morning before, um, before we went over for our prayer time and this and that, but, um, that trumpet sound was, was in my mind and my heart too. And just hearing Brother Rick when he came up, and he began to sort of, um, you know, lead us in, in that time of worship. You just have to stand in awe of, you know, we didn't have a conversation about, you know, Brother Rick, it's what I, I was going to talk about. If you could do something that sort of gives me a good kind of te- tease me up or, you know, tease up this message or something. If this that's the spirit of the Lord. And Rick yielded to that spirit and that's what he had that's what he had to say to us today. And this he confirmed that message again, you know, in what he had put put on my heart to say today too. So it it's not it's not from me, but I I, I can say he's telling us something today. 
If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.